This is the Broadway Play Podcast, the Hunter Duke Basketball Fans Podcast. Do we even need to talk about what happened Monday night? <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, we can just, just go to our second topic. Oh because, my god! No. You know, that was. And what? Here's here's my real question, AC. If the team didn't show up, why do we need to show up for the recap? <laughs> I mean, you got a point, right? <laughs> AC, where's the sound effect? Next play, come on. Oh my god! You know, you it. Know, it. <laughs> Don't, like honestly, the only thing I want to say about this is, we you know we we have a good defensive team, or whatever. But you know the road woes thing, and it's not just road woes anymore. It's starting to become we're not scoring well at all. And a lot of the scuttlebutt I've seen around right now has been, it's a schematic problem with John. Like he, like you did you watch this game and say that this was John Shire's fault? John outcoached Jim Laranaga, in my opinion. At least in the first half, I felt like he did. Did you guys not see how many open shots Duke missed as a whole in that first half? Like, disgusting. No, Shire did not deserve that loss. No, also, that, for yeah, everyone freaking out, he's got a better record than Kay did through this many games. Fair. I mean, I think what you can say, uh, even if you don't want to talk about that he outcoached Laranega, for, for the real part, I feel like I could have coached Miami that night and it would have been fine because mm-hmm. we would have won the game. You can't miss... 10 to 12 bunnies in the first half have 12 turnovers. You're only down 14. You're only down 14. It's not like Miami played well in the first right. half. And That's then the thing, you know, coming, coming out of the second half when, you know, he's being interviewed by Holly Rose saying we were soft, we were weak, we're going to come out, we're going to play harder. He gave up a couple turnovers and open three and the game's over. That's not on John. That's on the team. They didn't show up, period. No, absolutely. Like, it's like you... You, you got to have that dog in you, man, to be able to, to play a back a, a one day rest game on the road. And you, you either decide that you're going to just you're going to do what it takes to win that game, throw your body into the other players, dive on the floor, do all the other stuff that it takes to win a game like that. You're either going to do it or you're not like it's it's one of the two. So whatever soft like I, I, I like using the term soft for Armando Baycott. That's about it. <laughs> but Like the term soft, I think it's a lazy term to use because it's it's it's, it's yes, there, it's a toughness thing. It's like mentally, do you have it in you to do the thing? We didn't have it because the first half we had 11, 11 missed shots within four feet. We had was it six turnovers or something like that. Six or no, we had 11 turnovers in the first half. Right. Like that's part of the problem, man. Like you, you cut five of those turnovers because Miami scored 16 points off turnovers in the first half, cut five of those turnovers. That's 10 of their points gone. You make four to five, maybe six of your four foot shots. That's another up to 12 extra points that you would have had. We're in the lead at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like we're in, in like a healthy lead based on how Miami played because they didn't play any better than we did in the first half outside of making a few more they of those terrible. shots. They- they were terrible. They just didn't turn the ball over at the clip that we did. And and right. the other thing was, and John even said it, it wasn't defensively forced turnovers. We just gave them the ball. Like, just take didn't it. win. Duke lost. Duke. I mean, that's one hundred percent true, and and that's why I kind of feel like that. If you if you want to put a sign by a sign against the NC State loss, this was a hundred times worse. Mm-hmm. Give NC State credit. Like they just they just played better. Miami won that. Like, I know that they played better in the second half, but it's so much easier when you're up 20, unless you're awake, apparently. It's so much <laughs> easier when you're up, you know, 20 plus at home and, you know. Hey, wake hell on. The, 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 <laughs> true. And the other the other team didn't, you know, put up a fight, though. Like, you know, yeah. I'm not saying, I don't care about the other team, but we didn't put up a fight. No. We didn't put up and a I'll, fight, and, and that's what it was. And flip, flip it, admit it to it, which I give them credit for, but at the same time, 
I don't really want to hear that shit. That you that you admit that you didn't give a fight. Okay, well, what does that mean to me? That you're not going to do it going forward, or that you're just you know, okay, I can admit it because I don't give a fuck. Like, did he not say that the team has to be better and they have to take accountability? Yeah, but that, hey, that could be that could be that could be you know lip speak. You know, I mean, it's like, are you genuine? Are you genuine in that statement, or are you just giving me what I want to hear? I don't think Shire lets him out there if he doesn't mean it. I got a question about letting people out there. What about shoot? I'm happy that he got some run. I thought he was terrible. I don't think the team really played well, and he's part of the team. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to see him actually getting play, though. It's sure, worth opportunity, right? That's that, what I look that at. Was, like. that, was easy, that was easy to me to play him. It's but not yeah, a decision. Yeah. Right. I thought he was really bad. I think there was one play, uh, I guess it was probably in the second half there, when who was a warm, you know, had that you know, ridiculous, you know, follow up off a of mm-hmm. miss. That was a, just complete blow assignment by shoot. Pat, whatever it was, um, when they flushed it off the off the miss shot, that was completely on shoot if you actually watched the replay. Mm-hmm. Shoot looked over at Philip Palski, he's running over, and that was his man to block out, and he just assumed that Flip was gonna step in and get the rebound. Flip was underneath the basket. That's hundred percent on shoot. Mm-hmm. And John pulled him immediately. Right to me, to me, it looks like shoot doesn't know where he needs to be. He's not playing with any confidence, and I'm not saying it's all on him. But you know, for those people that are, you know, that should be put to rest now. All the fans that are out there saying, you know, he needs to play, and all that well, should be put to rest right now. I guess that's not, my question. Not ready. I guess that's my question though. Is like he's he's John has been giving him these opportunities, so it's and I don't think he's giving them to him to show to say. Look, see, you're not ready. Like, I don't think he's doing that. I think no. he's genuinely trying to he's see if him development he can, time. Right, he's trying to let the kid yeah. develop. I, I honestly, after that, after seeing the opportunities that got that he got, yes, it was easy to do that in a game like that. However, he did play in the first half. He gave him gave him opportunities in, in the first half that Jaden passed up two two shots. He probably should have tried to take or do something with, and he didn't. And John pulled him for it. He pulled him, didn't pull him for defense, didn't pull him for anything else. He pulled him because he didn't shoot the ball because that's what he's in the game for. He's not in there to be the defensive stopper. He's in there to shoot the ball. And yeah. you saw it in the second half. The first thing he did when he came in, they ran that curl play for him at the top, and he hit it at the top and hit, yep. hit the three. Like So, yeah, obviously, John is giving him opportunities. I I, I do think Jaden is in line for minutes because I don't think Blake's is doing anything to separate himself. I and I don't think Grandison is, is, Grandison is doing it occasionally. I think he's going to get the lion's share of those minutes that those three guards are going to share. But I do think that Jaden is in line for possibly double-digit minutes against UVA this, this weekend. Uh, I don't know about that, but I, I think, yeah, that is a hot pick. And I, I, I so look, Grandison at home, all star. Um, mm-hmm. On the road, it's just what he is. He's he's he is the mirror image of this team so far this year. Where mm-hmm. you know, on the road, Grandison, you know, again, and I'm not blaming Grandison. Let me just make that very clear. But at the same time, you know, he just doesn't bring it on the road for whatever reason. I don't, I don't know what that is. You, you know, you're looking to a guy as a six year senior right. to, to be kind of that, you know, steady force, you know, Ryan young for what he is. I mean, he played all right, I guess. I mean, um, but you know, I don't know. There, there's just nothing for me to say about this game. And I, I just want mm-hmm. to go to the next play. All right. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. All right. So the stock as high as it was <laughs> for our fans, after the UNC game, it is almost the complete opposite now against UVA. So let's talk a little stock market. And I want to go in order of seniority here. So I want to start with 
Tyrese Proctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy that, you know, I, I kind of said, you know, we're going to win this game against UMC. He's going to have a coming out party, four or six from three. He's going to have a big night. He didn't have that, but he did play very well. Mm-hmm. When he shows in Miami and just giving the ball away countless times, if there was anybody else to put in there, they would have. But, you know, Blake's played terribly as well. Um, so I guess my point is, is that is Proctor's stock right now as low as he's going to be and you buy? Or is it still kind of mid-level where, you know what, maybe you sell it? I don't know. AC, what do you got? I, I think it's in the buy range. I, I think the last time we talked about uh, Tyrese on stock market, I was at a buy because he had only he only had places to go up. So I, I'm in I'm either in buy or because this stock kind of soared after that UNC game. And I don't think one game is going to do a lot to hurt. So I say I'm saying buy. I'm saying hold. I'm saying hold is what I'm saying, because I've had it. I've been holding on to the Tyrese stock because I wanted to buy it early. And now I'm holding on to it. So I'm going with a hold. Jack. I'm going to say buy. For the simple fact that he had one of the worst games I've ever seen a starting player for Duke have against Miami. And at that point, it it can really only go up. Not to mention the fact that he, outside of that, has been performing incredibly well lately. I think Mm -hmm. it was five. That's why I don't think his stock is going to drop much. I don't think we're looking at like a low Tyrese right now. I don't don't think we're looking at that. I I I say buy because it really can't get worse. Yeah. I think I don't think it will get worse is actually probably a better way to say it because like he's been playing incredibly well that one game aside. I think mm-hmm. that's going to continue and that yeah. will make the stock go up. Yeah, I agree with uh, Jack on this one. That game aside, I think it's, it's an anomaly. Mm-hmm. I think we see better Tyrese. And I do, I do love his shot. I know I've been saying it all year long. Miami game aside, I'm going to throw that one out and say, mm-hmm. you know what, he'll be back to what he was. And this team, I don't know. I mean, we know what Kay would have done in practice all week. I, I hope that John has a little bit of that in him. I think we mm-hmm. see a hungry team coming out. So I'm going to buy uh, Tyrese Proctor. So now let's go up the chain here. Jeremy Roach, his backcourt mate, a guy that was the ACC player of the week um, after the UMC game, had two great performances last week. Now it's like, all right, he played just as bad as everybody else did against Miami. A lot of people were low on him to begin with. Uh, to me, though, it, it's a hold. It's a hold mm-hmm. for Jeremy Roach. I love Jeremy, but we got to see more from a guy that is a Final Four point guard, scoring guard, whatever you want to call him. It's a hold for me right now because I, I want to see where his mental state is because that's, that's a game where you need your leader to you know come off an emotional win. Two days later, you got to be that guy. I, I didn't see that. I'm not saying it's all on him, but I didn't see it, so it's going to be a hold for me. Jack, what do you have? The same. Jeremy Roach has had an incredibly up-and-down season. He had an incredible two-game stretch. Stretch, excuse me. And now he had a bad game. We just got to see if he's going to keep playing like he did against Miami or if he's going to play like he did against Carolina. AC, what do you got? Man, I think I'll go. Like I'm, I'm in the mindset to go hold, but I think you could sell too. I don't like. That's I mean, your like, boy. AC. No, I love Jeremy. Look, I'm saying sell because, <laughs> I, like, I, like what he has given us is what he's going to give us. He's not going to give us any more. Like his his best is he, he like he does the same exact thing. It's either 
he makes most of his shots and doesn't turn the ball over, or he does the same exact thing, but he misses a lot of shots and turns the ball over like he did against Miami. Like, that, so Jekyll and Hyde. Right, exactly. Like it, it's one or the other. Like he's he, so like he's already reached those both of those points this season. He's reached the lowest point and he's reached that highest point. So I, I don't think we're gonna get any extra out of Jeremy. We're gonna get the same stuff we're, we're getting out of him. The second you know the the second scorer on the team, leader, captain, all the other stuff. So I, I think you can sell his stock and you're not in danger of missing out on some kind of huge jump. I guess that's all I'm saying with the sell. All right, so moving up to seniority chain, and you're like, well, who who else could it be? John Shire. <laughs> John Shire as a head coach, we've seen the gamut uh, from our fans that he was the right choice, lock to he's no K and needs to be fired, he's not ready, all that stuff. <laughs> um, to me, with John, it is it is a huge, huge opportunity for you to buy. Because I've now watched him in multiple games this season, and the last two games in in particular. Now, granted, one of them was against a just a pathetic coach, um, but he's out coached. He's out coached uh, a lot of games this season, mm-hmm. and you're dealing with eleven new players, and yeah. he may have to do the same thing next year, where he's replacing five, mm-hmm. six, seven guys and trying to reload and trying to figure it out. So and doing it in a completely different environment uh, in, in terms of college basketball. So if you're ever going to buy John Shire, to me, I could not emphasize enough that this is the time to get as many shares of John Shire as you can because he is undoubtedly the guy. Mm-hmm. And you better buy him now before the NBA figures it out and wants to scoop him up. So buy yep. him now. Buy. Total buy. 100% buy. It's, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost a no-brainer because... Right now, Duke's unranked. We're losing games. There's no talk about recruiting. So, like, his name, there's no stock. Like, right now, John is low. Like, it is low for him. And, like you said, it's only going to go up because the team is either going to perform in the tournament or something. You know, something's going to happen where it's, like, John Shire's name is back in the news again. So, you want to buy it now because you're going to miss out if you don't. Jack, anything to add there? Buy while you can because the stock's not going to be affordable in a year or two. I agree. I agree. That's that's the stock market segment right there. No? <laughs> Speaking of the NBA, Speaking of the NBA, um, there is a lot of action going on, and I'm gonna be be honest here. Hey, guys. hey, TK, I have I have a question. Uh-oh. Okay, go ahead. Do you want five second round picks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many shroot bucks is that? <laughs> because oh, no. I mean, the Stanley Nichols shroot bucks, whatever you know. That's what second round picks are. I mean, if you really want to have a great G League team, get the second round picks yeah. while you can. Um, <laughs> hey, man, I don't take this Gary Trent Jr. disrespect. Uh, <laughs> so here's what I think that, uh, first of all, the NBA, we usually kind of do the segment every, you know, four or five episodes that we have. Mm-hmm. But a lot of our guys were on the move. Uh, I want to mm-hmm. give a shout out to my main man, Luke Kennard, getting out of the Clippers. And going over to play with Tyus in Memphis. Uh-huh. Speaking of the Clippers, Mason Plumley going to the Clippers for a bag of potato chips. And that- <laughs> I'm so mad about that. Why did the Sixers not go after him? Kyrie Irving going to the Mavericks. Oh. Um, I I want to kind of start there actually because okay, Kyrie that's... Irving. That we could we could spend an entire show on Kyrie Irving. <laughs> We're not going to do that. We're going to I'm going to I'm going to keep you guys in check here because I know you guys about basketball. Go. We're just talking about the NBA. Yep. That Kyrie Irving 
whatever he is, he's a teammate, whatever. Let's just talk about what the fit is in Dallas because I think that they can score 170 points with him and Luca, <laughs> but they could, also, they, allow. They, could, they could potentially give up 175. They played good defense last night, though, with him. He actually was engaged on D last night. How are like, they going to play, though, the two of them together, though? That's I think it's going to be fine. Hart, if Kyrie could play with Harden, he could play with Luca. Yeah, and Luca likes to distribute a little more too than some of the other guys games. Kyrie has played with. That was all three of them for thirteen games. Mm-hmm. Kyrie and Harden played together when KD was out. Yeah. Oh, I see. So okay, sixteen games but, for yeah, but no, like Doncic, yeah, Doncic plays like Doncic plays like LeBron, where he likes to you know he likes to distribute that ball as well as get his when he can. So I think they're gonna be fine together. That's perfect for Kyrie because you already saw it with LeBron. You saw a willing uh, a scorer who's a willing passer help Kyrie get his shots. And then he also was able to get his, and you saw the result of that. Like, I, I think the Mavericks are, that's a, that's a tough out, man. These playoffs are going to be wild, bro. That's true. Yeah, you, got, you got two guys on that court. Sorry, TK. You got two guys yeah. on this court who can create a shot for any of the other four that are on the floor with them at any given time. And they can create for themselves at an incredibly high level. I, I think offensively, fit. it's going to be incredible. I think defensively, it's going to be awful. Can we just talk about Mark Cuban's statement, by the way, that he said that he got the second-best ball handler in the league to Luca's one? I mean, look, I like Luca's much the next That's guy. Bold. But Kyrie's I mean, better than Luca. No, nobody, nobody has a better handle than Kyrie. And, Kyrie yeah. might have the best handles in the history of the NBA. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean... It's him and Ray for Austin. Like, I don't know. That's <laughs> Wow, yeah. Ray for Austin, wow. Yes, sir. I'm wow. old, man. <laughs> My back's hurt. I had to stretch no, before this podcast. No disrespect. <laughs> no disrespect to AI on this podcast, please. No, no, I'm not disrespecting AI. AI is amazing, but like Rachel Austin, that, that's a different thing. Man. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Jamal yeah. Crocker, by the way. That, yeah, that yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, so he's he's uh so his teammate in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. Katie goes to Phoenix, which big move. What a, what a great trade for both sides of that one. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Nets took in a hole for yeah. KD, and give them credit. Like that's gonna be a good young team in a couple of years. Absolutely, and then this you is have, like the, after the Pierce Garnett trade. This is that retool, exactly. Mm-hmm. Except exactly. that they're not gonna suck got, for four years, right? They got more, yeah. Um, so I kind of want to talk about the West because the East is Tatum and Giannis. That's what it mm-hmm. is, and that sorry, hey. sorry, Jack, sorry, I know, indeed, sorry, indeed, indeed. It's, T- it's Tatum and Giannis. That's what the East is. MVP'd? MVP'd. I want to talk about the West here. All right. Because now you have, you know, obviously you have Denver. Golden State's not going anywhere. And, you know, you have. What do you mean? They got Peyton back. <laughs> right. And so you have those. And then you have the Clippers that are still Paul George, Mason yep. Plumley, Kawhi Leonard, the big three. Uh, and then you have, and then, nice. and then you have, then you have, honestly, yeah, Phoenix with CP3, Booker, right. and KD. Like, that is formidable. Obviously, Dallas with, with Tyree mm-hmm. and, and, you know, Luca. Bronze's Dude, got like, the loading back. Yeah. Sure. I mean, there, there's, there's, yeah. Check, check the pulse. Like, he, he's back. Um, he played, he, <laughs> he played on the Lakers before. Did you know that? Uh, yeah. That didn't really no happen. idea. Uh, uh, and then obviously New Orleans is getting Zion back. They got England yeah. back. He's playing at a high level. So Dude, the West, man. Honestly, the West is good, man. Like, so yeah. with all these trades and, and, and assuming everybody's healthy, mm-hmm. let's just assume that everybody's healthy. 
you know, what what is the West semifinals look like to you, AC? Jeez, dude, you didn't expect that. Did I you? mean, nah, that's that's a that's a good one, man. I, like, I honestly, I really feel like Braun is gonna f- make find a way, man. Like, I feel like the yeah, league is gonna, gonna be find there. a way to get him there. Yeah, the Suns are gonna be there, man. Sheesh, <laughs> God, dude. I didn't talk about Cam Reddish going to Portland. I mean, there's a no man. Cam is free. Free Cam. Man, free Cam. No, that's that's dude. That's I guess. Shoot, Zion and Ingram can find their way in there, man. McCollum, yeah, Zion and Ingram, man. They got a threesome. That's uh, this nice, bro. Not even talking oh, about Memphis. I mean, not even talking about Memphis. Yeah. yeah. With, the, with the, a, a loaded and Luke. a lot of backcourt ties and Luke. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Almost dude. better than Morant and Bain. Dude. 100%. Uh, no, it's crazy over there, man. Like, the West is nuts right now, man. It should, it, it, Oklahoma City is in playoff contention at the moment. All right. Dario, they got, they got I love Dario. All right. I mean, even Minnesota. Like, you know, getting my yeah. problem. I think that's a big pickup. Yeah, they still have two centers who can't play together. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. It's like Horford and Embiid. Yeah, no, that experiment's not working. I'm cool with it. Look, I think the thing that we're we're not talking about that we should be is the fact that Mason Plumley getting traded <laughs> opens up Mark Williams' starting spot. Yeah, oh, there's no doubt about that. There's no doubt they knew. They first of all, I think we all agreed. Jack, you even made sent this um, on one of our texts or whatever that they were going to look to trade Mason Plumley because they know what they have now on Mark Williams. Oh yeah. And it's much cheaper. It's still on the rookie mm-hmm. deal. Like, that's a great move for Charlotte, 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, if Absolutely. Only they could have actually gotten anything of value for him. <laughs> well, they did, though. They, like, you see, they like, got they Reggie Jackson in their waiting. <laughs> right. Expiring contracts, you know. Mason was also on an expiring contract. <laughs> right, but he's... Right, but if you look at it though, it's it's not the same, right? Because uh, you're trading Mason Plumlee for to get something back in return, where you have Mark Williams that you want to get more reps now. So that to me makes mm-hmm. a ton of sense. I'm just mad that they didn't trade for the Sixers <laughs> because we don't have a backup right. center. You have a personal stake in it, so I get that. I also love Mason Plumlee. Uh, so if you were to say right now in the West, who's coming out? Mm-hmm. Like. Oof. Who's coming out or who's going to be in the second round? I'm going to go Dallas. Uh, I'm saying Dallas. Bro. Come on, man. I'm, I'm, I'm smoking the I Dallas. I'm smoking Dallas smoke right now, I would have right nothing more than that so that Kyrie could just, you know, flip the double bird to, to all the I'm telling haters, you, man. I, I, don't, I don't see it. They, they, defensively, they're so bad. And they have zero bench. So unless they combine for 120 a night, which they could. They're going to um, give the Warriors a run, man. They they're were gonna, honest they're... Yeah, they could. They could. Yeah. Um, Damn, you know, it's kind of, the West is so it's so sick right I'm gonna, now, bro. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go with Phoenix because I, ju- I just think that CP3 finally has two guys, and I know he's old, but two guys that can fill it up as well. And nobody stops KD, and I love KD. I really do. I wish it would have worked out in Brooklyn. I really do because I love Kyrie and I love KD. I wish that would have worked out, but it didn't. And mm-hmm. so I, I'd like to see KD do it because I think there's actual potential there, but. I don't see it happening. I would love to see a Dallas Phoenix again. Yeah, in, in the finals. Man, that was we're not so even talking about the Warriors. We're not even talking about the Warriors. I think no, they come out still. Yeah. They're the Warriors. Like right, they could get hundred percent. I don't know what the season is going to end up being. <laughs> like, look, I said they got Peyton. I said they got Peyton back. That is a uh, huge pickup because he he held their defense together last year. Like 
no the the ten game the ten the, the or the ten team playoff everything like it like the stretch yeah. of the season is gonna be wild in the West, bro. It's gonna it's be wild. Gonna be crazy. No, it's just gonna be crazy. There's literally nothing else to say. And and I'm not joking around. I'm not just being a homer, but the Pelicans went CJ McCollum. Yeah. Healthy Brandon uh, Ingram, healthy Zion, dude. They were first in the in in the West. I was yeah. thinking McCollum, not the Pels. I love the Pels. <laughs> like, the th- the no, thing is, as a bit three. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, it's what, he's what, perfect what, fit what, for those two. What, what, what does CJ say? Like, you give the ball to Zion and get the fuck out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So no, healthy it's... Zion, like, dude. I'm telling you, that's not look. Those three healthy, the Pelicans have a chance to come out. Oh, the West is gonna be wild. Oh my God, it's gonna be wild. The association starting April first when it finally ends in August. Like, yeah, hundred percent. The NBA does trade deadline better than any other league, like bar none. It's like you see it every year with the NFL. Like they hope that somebody's gonna get traded. They never do. It's like this Man, year was actually pretty exciting in the NFL. But AC, you clearly aren't a baseball fan anymore. Yeah, I was just gonna say AC. Baseball I think trade deadline's cool. It's cool. It is. It is. Baseball is still number one to me. Do you not remember uh, the Juan Soto all that this yeah. year? Yeah. All right. Your boy. Fine. Soto. Baseball wins. That's your guy. <laughs> NBA's up there, though, man. I don't care what anybody says. NBA deadline. Well, you know, honestly, the NBA trade deadline is usually a dud, though. And this year it was just fireworks. And thank this God year it was for incredible. Brooklyn. Like, that, that's really what it was. It was like Brooklyn imploded. Yeah. That's the Kyrie. Yeah. And... There, were, there are no first round picks to be traded anymore. That's why everyone's yeah, trading five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Which, again, is one of absolutely nothing. But, um, oh, my God. Look, I, I think that we want to highlight. You know, one team in particular that we haven't talked about could be arguably the best backcourt in the NBA after the trade deadline. Josh Hart and Burles. Uh, I mean, well, but you're in New York Knicks. Let's play. All right. Well, I guess we're going in the next play. All right. Here we go. So, uh, we obviously. RJ. Well, and RJ, yeah. So, honestly, we did our uh, predictions for January, uh, the nine game stretch there. We're back to Duke, by the way, in case you weren't paying attention. <laughs> Um, so we have seven games left in, in the regular season at UVA Saturday, Notre Dame at home at Syracuse. And then we have a three game home stretch, which, you know, Louisville tech MC state, two teams that we lost to. And then we're obviously finishing up the season at UNC. So much like we did for that nine, nine game stretch, both AC and I nailed the six and three. AC actually nailed every single game, uh, wins, loss. Uh, mm-hmm, Jack, you had us in 7-2 in that one, so you were pretty close as well. Clemson. Yeah, so <laughs> here we go. So we're going to do our, real quick, just I uh, want your, your records that you have written down, uh, and then we'll talk about the individual game. So I'll start us off, and I have us at 4-3 and three in the seven-game stretch. AC, okay. what do you got? Um, five and two. Okay, and Jack, what do you have? Five and two. Wow, Jack, five and two. Okay. Um, kind of expected you to go six and one or seven and over, but I uh, appreciate the honesty. <laughs> okay, so let's go with at UVA. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk about UVA in a minute, so we don't need to get into the you know the nitty gritty of the the matchup or anything, but. Well, I'm just going to go down the, down the schedule here. At UVA, mm-hmm. I, I have a loss. AC, what do you have? I have us winning. Wow, okay. Really? Mm-hmm. I have us winning. So, so I'm losing to Syracuse? I do not have us losing at UNC. Uh, 
Oh, well, we're not there yet. Okay, Jack, um, so I'm assuming you have us losing here then. Uh, I was losing to UVA, yes. Uh, do we all have us winning uh, against Notre Dame? Yes. Yes. Okay. At Syracuse, I do have us losing. I AC? don't. Jack, you got to win. Easy. I, I have us losing. Okay. So that's where you and I align. Got it. Mm-hmm. So then you got the, the L for UMC. Uh, I also have an L for UNC, Jack. Uh, we'll get to that one. Louisville, I, I have to imagine, after all the shit we've talked, that we I all have a losing. I have a season. Ah, no way! Yeah. Where are you going? Uh, Virginia Tech. I'm about to get featured on Freezing Cold Takes if that happens. No, you don't! <laughs> of course I don't. Come on. <laughs> no, come on, bro. Uh, Virginia, Tech, so... Virginia Tech, I got us a W here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I have us winning out at home. I, yeah, I, I and then said before, I think State. we'll win every game at home. I think that too. And then NC State, you yeah. have us losing here, AC? No, I have us beating NC State again. I have us every every game at home. So clean sweep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so all three of us have us losing at UNC then? Yes. Yep. Okay. All right. Fair yep. enough. Okay. So let's talk about, yeah. So let's talk about this stretch then. And, and I guess I'll start because I have I have us at four and three. Um, mm hmm. I think that our, our road woes are what they are at this point. Mm-hmm. So the three games, no surprise that I picked this to lose are all three road games. And, and mm-hmm. Q's is playing for their lives at this point. And you know how Bayhan gets on, you know, the, the committee should have 96 teams and 108 teams and 184 teams in the tournament. Um, they're playing for their lives and, and they can shoot well. Uh, and Gerard gets on and, and you know, I, I just kind of feel like that's a game that we can lose. Um, mm-hmm. AC, you have us losing that game as well. Why do you have us yep. losing that? Because the the aspect that against zone defenses, our offenses looked horrible, and we're not a shooting team anyway, so right. we can't shoot out of a zone. the The offense we've run in the zone hasn't worked yet this season, so it's just that's that game spells disaster for me. And, and again, it's one of those one game turnaround things. Luckily, the back end is at home this time, and that's Louisville. So we play Syracuse on that 18th, and then followed up on the 20th uh, with Louisville. So Quick turnaround, but we'll be able to beat Louisville there. But I, I feel like the the Syracuse game is going to be one of those one more one of those message games going into Louisville. So, yeah, Jack, I guess uh, for you on the Syracuse game, why do you have us winning that game? Kind of like AC said, they're a zone team. We don't shoot the ball well. We have had so many teams that don't shoot the ball well, and they all become the twenty sixteen Warriors when they play Syracuse. <laughs> Oh, I think Grandison. I think Grandison is good at. I think Grandison's going to hit his shots. Oh, I think that's going to kill your colorblind theory then. I would love for that to happen. <laughs> um, I think shoot might shoot might get actual run that game and turn into Alex O'Connell. Oh, no way. AOC oh, versus Syracuse. Pull. Jack, that's a good pull. Jack, that's a very good pull. AOC versus Syracuse, bro. Dude, AOC and the Carrier Dome is up there with Hoodie Mello. And untuck Kyrie. Oh, that's so funny, man. <laughs> oh, boy. Look, man. Look, yeah. I actually like. I sincerely think that's, you know, mm-hmm. you guys remember 2019 UVA. I think this is, yeah. I think this is that game for a team that has no business shooting that well, yeah, to man. shoot that well. That'd be, that'd be nice to see. Look, Jeremy nice hits. To see that. Jeremy hits when he's open. Proctor can hit when he's open. Especially when we'll he's see. able to steal off a defender like he could easily do in his own. Shoot, if he gets any run, we'll hit his shots. We'll see I, happens, I think man. I really think that this is the exception because Syracuse only plays zone, whereas mm-hmm. other teams switch to a zone 
we're going in knowing what we're going to see. Yeah. No, I like yes. I like this stretch. Like this, it's a tough stretch, and it looked like a tough stretch for a while. But some of the teams have weeded themselves out. We don't have a lot of turnaround games. Like we have some days in between where we either get to travel and practice whatever it is we need to do. I think I I feel like the stretch is just going to go better than the last stretch. That's all. Well, speaking of yeah. practice, I I I have seen some photographs that indicate Derek was a full participant today. Today was contact practice too, so that's a good sign. Yeah, so I was going to go through a couple more games here, but I do want to switch okay. it to that, Derek, uh, because you know after the Miami game, and I'm not saying that his participation in that game would have changed the outcome, but at the same time, I do feel like those fans out there, AC, that were saying that we could win without Derek, mm-hmm. and you know, be as good as we, that now. That that should be <laughs> over now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Like especially how Derek was playing before he got hurt at VT. Our best the player. kid's ready. Like he's he's ready, and as long as he's healthy, he's going to be dynamite to end the season because he has to be for his future, like for his his stock and everything else. He's got to play it out. So he's not he's got no choice. So and and that really uh, the kid is talented. So I just I want to see the real Derek that I'm like such a big fan of. Yeah, so I he'll agree. play against UVA. Yeah. So okay, let's talk about Virginia Tech and NC State, two teams that we okay. lost to. We got them both at home. Mm-hmm. Revenge games, the NC State game, obviously right before you, uh, UNC. So, to me, Louisville, Virginia Tech, NC State, and then at UNC, right? Mm-hmm. All four of those games are essentially you don't have to leave your bed. So, no excuses, right? In terms of right. you know travel, schedule, anything like that. Um, to me, it is crucial that we go at minimum three and one there. Mm-hmm. And right now we have ourselves, all three of us have us three and one in that stretch, all losing to UNC. We'll get into the UNC thing when that time comes. Yeah. But let's talk about the Virginia Tech and NC State game there. AC, I'll let you start with Virginia Tech because I feel like that's a game where we should have won in Blacksburg. Mm-hmm. And there was should have won in Blacksburg. A couple things didn't go our way, one of which was yeah. the Rick injury. Uh, yep. The other one's Flip getting punched in the throat. Mm-hmm. The Roach um, flop. I mean, there are so many things that you can point to, and it was a tight game, so all those things actually factor in. Yep. I think we win this game, and I think that's a game that we could win by eight or nine points. I, I think the same thing. I think Virginia Tech is a fleeting team. They started doing the thing they did last year where they lost a bunch of games early, and then we're trying to make that comeback, and they losing that home to BC last night, has. I think that's killed that squad. I don't think they have a shot at the tournament unless they win the ACC tournament again. So they're they're going to be kind of a wounded dog that we could take down, especially five days of practice or four days of practice from the Louisville game to that game. So, And then NC State, going to be a little bit of get back there. I think State has kind of leveled out as well. So I, I think we can, we can handle what they do. Again, it was turnover city. So at home, we don't do that. So I think we'll win that game because it's at home. Yeah, Jack, do you, you agree with that? I think if we score in the first five minutes, we can beat State. <laughs> <laughs> that's also true. I mean, that's Jack Caitlin with you here with the NC State game. If you're ever going to have a chip on your shoulder, the NC State game has to be it. You guys remember the uh, the home game against State in 2020? Mm-hmm. We came back after losing by 20-something, and we beat them by like 13 at home. I think that Shire's going to – I don't know if he will. I think he should personally. Again, I'm not a coach. I'm not Coach Shire. I think he should point to that game and show that if that team could come back from getting embarrassed at 
PNC. Mm-hmm. You guys could do the same thing and beat them by double digits at home. No, and I think our team will be. I think we'll be in a good place by, especially by the time that game happens. Like, I think that only the only hiccups are the, that Syracuse and that UNC game. That's only those are the only two yeah. hiccups I see. I think Carolina's the biggest hiccup. I it disgusts me to say it, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just common. I, again, I think it's common sense that we would all pick, you know, us to lose against MC. But we're not going to talk about that game because that's a game that there in March. All right, we'll get there March 4th. We'll figure that one out. So let's talk about the next two games. Next play. We have at UVA Saturday, and then we have Notre Dame. So let's focus on UVA here. AC, you almost had me one in a pick. Duke here. Talking mm-hmm. about Derek Whitehead. I feel like, you know, a guy that like Derek Whitehead, who was starting to hit his threes, mm-hmm. he's a guy that with a pack line defense, can be an absolute nightmare. You know, yep. the, especially at UVA, the lure of the one-and-done players at Duke that have had tremendous tremendous success at UVA. Mm-hmm. Could this be his moment? I know he's coming off of a couple weeks out, but could this be his moment? Sell me on it. The goosebumps, if, you do, man. if you do, if you sell me on this, I will change my pick, and I will have UVA losing this game. Yeah, man, you give me goosebumps, man, talking about this because you're exactly right. He is the exact type player that we need to break down the pack line. You don't break the pack line by shooting from just sitting outside shooting balls. Like you break the pack line by getting it to move and making the interior. And that's something that Derek can do, has been doing for the last few games that he played and is fully capable of it, man. And I think we're going to see it all there. And defensively, we can handle you and uh, UVA, man. Like they, they are a good shooting team. They spread the ball like they usually do. We just got to give Kihei Clark hell, and we got to take his options away and make him be the one. We make him be the one, take out Jaden Gardner, not let him get to the free throw line the way he does. Dude, we can win this game, man. Like, they're going to play tough. We're going to out-rebound them, all right? That's one thing we're going to do for sure. We're not going to make them turn the ball over. We're not a team that produces a bunch of turnovers anyway, so it actually works for us. And Flip is a nightmare, man. If he's on, there's nothing UVA is going to be able to do us. No, this is is a win. This is a straight-up win. Dariq Whitehead, Flip going nuts, man. Give me a score. Give me Duke 72, UVA 64. Whoa, and eight points. I mean, that might as well be 20 points against UVA. That's just what Jay Bill is always saying. Right. right. Uh, Jack, <laughs> Jack, what do you have here? Because I know that when we just went through our Saturday game stretch there, you have us losing this game. Did, did AC convince you to flip that pick? AC didn't have to convince me. You know that even though I said I predicted a loss, I'm going to say a win here because I like to be optimistic. You guys know that all the losses that I put into our last stretch we looked at, I said we're going to be wins in our preview sections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I think I think we can win this game, and I think that we can win it 72 to 67. And I think Dariq is the key to that. That being said, Flip could also. I think this is a team. If ever a team to replicate that 2019 squad. In this context of everyone splashing from deep, that's this team. And not to mention, John Shire always had the UVA scout as the associate head coach. He had UVA scout, so he knows how to coach against the team. Like Shire the game plans we had exactly what to do. Game plan, game plans we've had against UVA that work. It's been Shire scouting that. So just want to point that out as well. Yeah. Um, so Jack, just to clarify here, you have us winning seventy-two sixty-seven. 
but I'm going to keep the L so that you can be right either way. <laughs> I'm playing both sides, so I can't lose. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So here's, here's the thing here is that unlike you, I'm going to change my prediction. I'm going to have us winning the UBA. Yeah. Game. I want to be wrong, I'm gonna, just I'm so we're clear. I'm going to move myself yeah. to five and two. Uh, like, like you three. So Get now him. Jack. And then here's what we're going to do 67 64, Duke. Yeah, I, I mean, that's what we got to do. We got to do that. I Let's go. It's going to be like a four and a half point spread for UVA, which mine is going to be nine points. So <laughs> that's what they always say. If you, if you like money, <laughs> take Duke in this one. I, I like that 67 64. I do think the mm-hmm. I kind of convinced myself as you were talking about the rink in, in the earlier segment. I could see him coming out here and having 15, 17 points. Oh, yeah. Most of which will and be that's in the like second half. That's like having 34. Right. And most, <laughs> and most of which will be in the second half. I like that. And so let, let, me, let me get to 67 64. Yes, sir. Let me come back. We play, we play Notre Dame at home. Again, Notre Dame's really Mike Bray, not exactly the. Retirement tour that Kay had, but I do like I do like my race. So I do too. I'm not hey, my boy. That man is a Duke legend. Yeah, he is. No, you're right. I had nothing and but respect for Coach Bray. He got screwed in 2015. He should have been in the Final Four. Oh, so bad. Mm-hmm. So uh, anybody that watched a game try to tell me otherwise, I, you're crazy. So in this Notre Dame game, I'll just start it out. I do think that we win this one. Um, give me 77, 68. For for the uh, for the Notre Dame Duke game, we win that one. AC, what do you got? Eighty to sixty. I mean, Notre, Notre Dame can score some points, but we'll be able to stop what they do. The Jeffsy's good. Cormac Ryan, you know, he's going to go off against Duke. He always does, no matter what the context is. So we're going to have to deal with that a little bit. I do like JJ Starling, somebody that we did recruit, and John wanted that Duke with this team, but he decided to go elsewhere. So you're going to have that storyline there too, man. But I, th- I think they'll. I think it'll actually be kind of close in the first half because um, they can score some points, but I think they, they also can't sustain. So I, I think we'll end up the second half, and we've been a second-half team anyway. I think second half we're going to pull away, and I think it's going to be 80-60. Jack, finish it up. 75-62. to um, I, I agree with what AC said. They can put up points. There are guys who are going to piss us off just because that's what they do against Duke. But at the end of the day, Duke's going to be able to pull away because they are a better team than Notre Dame. Well, there we have it. A lot of things going on. Fans oh, we got more on Sunday, too. Yes, sir. Go, Birds! Oh, oh, go, Birds! Get it in. Get it in. Get it in. Okay. Real quick, can, can I get your prediction for the Super Bowl? Eagles, 34, 30, or 37-34. 3734. Uh, <laughs> GPHC. There we go. So there we go. That, we got our Super Bowl predictions in there. We got the next seven game predictions. We got the UBA prediction, the re- rebound, the re- revenge. 
We got it all there. This is Big Game Saturday. We need oh, yeah. all the Duke fans on board. Yes, sir. Let's go Duke. Let's go Duke. Birds and more importantly, let's go Duke. Hey guys, thanks for checking out the Five Point Play podcast. Like, comment, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Also, check us out on Twitter and on Instagram. Five Point Play podcast. Let's go Duke.